Hello, friends. It's Rob here. So, this is our last episode of 2023. Last year, this week, we were still back in Briarstone Asylum, if you can believe it. The party was only just hitting third level. Uh, Gull, as he was known back then, was deathly ill, and we were stuck for days and days and days in the chapel while he recovered. We were only just saying goodbye to Winter, and uh, Haster and the Briarstone Witch were only just being name-dropped into the story for the first time. Since then, we've released 52 full episodes and three bonus conversations. We've said goodbye to Ratch Mambi, and to Jane, and of course, to Ray. We met Barnabas and Dabwick and Stasi, along with uh, Skywin and everyone in Thrushmore, and we met the inmost blot. We fought a thousand ghouls, we faced off with the Tatterman, we fought plants and scum and assassins and even a night hag. We shared stories and visions, we made some mistakes and had some laughs and even shared some tears. Life is precious and short. A lesson I was personally reminded of multiple times this past particular year. So, I wanted to say thank you for sharing your precious time with us in 2023. Health and warmth and hope to you and yours. Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 2, Chapter 68. I can't believe it. Still after midnight. Still the 16th day of this adventure, the 8th of Neth. We're about seven and one half minutes to answer Johnny's (laughs) off-air question into our foray into Iris Hill. We just put down a horror called a Hound of Tindalos. I bet the party's looking great. How's the party looking? <laughs> hey, Johnny, talk to us about what Roni looks like. Roni looks like, you know how when you like step on a bug? <laughs> and the guts ooze and out it, And it goes squish, it. and yes. like every like the, the shell cracks, and the yeah. things like squeeze out and stuff. But yeah. it doesn't and, But die. you don't realize that you stepped on it, <laughs> so you just keep walking, but it's on the bottom of your shoe, and you just keep stepping on it. Ooh. And then you're like, wait, is there something on the bottom of my shoe? Mm. And then oh, you hey, look buddy. down, and you're like, oh, oh, poor little buggy. Oh. That's... That's, that's he, what we're looking at with Roni here. That's what he looks like. Five down to five hit points again. Again. <laughs> so we have Still. we have been in a grand total of two plus five feet of a third room in this mansion, and already uh, Roni has died, nearly died numerous times. Let's also talk about something else that's going on here. Oh I think as we all look around the room. As we look over the empty space of air where the Hound of Tindalos <laughs> evaporated back into whatever dimension it sprang from, we all catch sight of our friend the Gripper's eyes. Let's talk a little bit about a certain number 
And in that number Not is 17. Please tell me it's not 17. Sanity. Oh, no. The amount of sanity damage that Grip is sitting on right now is legit. He's one failed save away from a greater madness. <gasps> so, Robert. Hi. The the weight. The, so we, we we had kind of a nice stretch of several like tens of episodes where the sanity damage wasn't piling up so much, but we have taken a, a brutal brutal amount of it over the last basically day of these characters' lives. And I think as we're looking at grip, we we have to be seeing somebody who is starting to fray. How do you think this accumulation of horrors is manifesting itself in Grip's mind right now, Robert? I think I think for him it's gotta be I think it is probably his fuse is probably really short right now. Oh. I think he that's because scary. that is scary. Because yeah. I mean that's what that, that that, is, that's, that's what he knows. That's yeah. what he he, he he when when in doubt, lash out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> you can put that on a T-shirt if you want. I just did. Um, so so yeah, I think he's he's probably a little panty. He's probably <laughs> just trying to see where the next thing is going to come from that's going to fuck him up and that might literally um, climb out of a corner. That yes. might that can come out of nothing. Yeah. Um so yeah, no he's 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 freaked out, but that's okay because probably the rest of Iris Hill is going to be relaxing. <laughs> Sunshine and roses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he has 14 points of sanity damage and his edge is 21. So when he hits 21, it's Greater Madness Town. We have faced things, multiple things at this point that have done seven points of sanity damage. Otherwise, we do know that Dora's sitting at 11, which is extremely not as scary for her. She can still take 22 more points before she hits her edge. She somehow managed to, uh, despite taking repeated hits, she still is dormant, which is, I I had forgotten that little piece of information, but it's like, we still haven't had to go back to Foxtown yet. Roni's sitting at eight only because we have actually spent time and resources on knocking down his sanity damage because this this all started with seeing Mama Lowell's. Yeah. Uh, the, 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 the steady decline of his, <laughs> the edges of his rational thinking all began there. And we are at a point where Friendly Dabs does have some, two points. Uh, not a huge uh, piece of scary news for Dabs at this point. But, you know, the, the, the weight of what we're facing in this house of hell is starting to starting to take its toll here. So we're about seven and a half minutes in, and we all look at each other over these empty air where the Hound of Tindalos just vanished. We've got a pummeled bug Roni on the ground, a grip casting rage-filled glances into all the corners. What do we do next? Dora right now is actually standing in the the front hall, which you'll remember is just covered floor to ceiling with thousands of curios, paintings, tapestries. Looking down the hall, Dora, you see a mummified human hand on a plinth, or whatever, whatever the yeah. you, you know, it's one My of your mage hand, your mage thought hand component. thought component. You see a pair of silver shears and a case <laughs> on the wall. What else? What else? What else? Ray of enfeeblement. The wooden tome stand oh, yeah. upon which 
the chain of knights had obviously at one point rested yeah. in this room before it, you know, now it's now it's elsewhere in your in your possession. But you see that stand that is a part of your vision from whichever spell you cast there. I think it might be burst of insight. But you're looking down, you're looking down into just a, a hallway of of artifacts here that are all pinging pinging weird memory bounce heat to yeah. you. Yeah. Dora simultaneously wants to run screaming from this room and search every inch of it. <laughs> uh, but but what's happening, I think, is that uh, she's uh, imprinting it and everything in it that she can take in in her mind for future use. But this is a, a, a weird interaction with an unexpected source of power. Mm. She doesn't know where it came from, and, and I think that that's... Um, but she chooses the empowering, the further empowering route of just say, okay, this is my stuff. This is part of me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, I don't know what I'm going to know how to do in the future, but the thought component sure as shit is probably in this room. So I think she's taken it all in. This is your warehouse at the end yes. of uh, Indiana yes, Jones. Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yeah, That's really cool. I think just to, to, I'm sorry, to jump in. I think the other way Grip is dealing with it is uh, there's also a lot of inappropriate laughter. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> Some of that laughing tyrant coming out. Uh-huh. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Creepy. <laughs> so, so are you just giggling in the corner over there? Little giggling, little talking to himself, little looking at the corners, little, uh, yeah, maybe there's things crawling under his skin. I'm not sure. Oh, boy. It's a scene, man. <laughs> So the two of them are kind of in their own worlds as Dabwick and Roni, who are right next to each other. And we <laughs> just actually... along so well. Well, we actually had, you know, Johnny succeeded at a bunch of saves right. in a row here, leading us to, you know, the story so far in this room has been that Roni's like, this shit is bad enough, I actually trust Dabs, right? Until the last, until literally the last moment before, the second to the last moment of the last episode. Oh, the dropping Where <laughs> they reached out to touch me with the wand of cure-like wounds and then dropped it and then went to touch me with something. I was like, what the fuck? Right, right. And all Paul was trying to do was give you like extra armor class or something. Yeah, yeah. trying to help me out like, a, like an awesome bud, like a good pal. Trying. Do we have any scrolls or wands of lesser restoration? Dabwick takes a quick look at Grip and realizes they don't have any resources to help Grip at the moment. That's unfortunate. Roni is warily looking at Dabwick while bending down to pick up the wand that's on yes. the ground. Yes. And then, but as, as soon as he touches it, he's like, "Oh, this is a wand of cure light wounds." Okay. Okay. And uh, kind of gives him a, a nod and a. And, a, and a, okay, okay. And if and if we're gonna start talking, then he's gonna start, start tapping, tapping himself because yeah. he is down, down, down. Yeah. Are we are we gonna start talking? No, don't heal yourself. Give yourself a couple yes. taps All right. while we chat. All right. Everybody else doing okay hit point wise? Grips down a bit, but nothing I scary am inexplicably yet. Inexplicably at full. I don't. You nearly died. Yeah, that's what I thought. And then I think Dabs healed you up. I think. Yeah, I do know that I avoided. Um, killing myself with my own mind thrust. That I remember. By making the knowledge check, knowing yeah. whatever you do, do not connect your brain with this <laughs> yeah. creature. Right. Yes, it's such bad news. <laughs> so Roni's doing a little bit of tap-tap in there. What else is going on? What else do we want to get done before we leave? I don't want to be here when they get back, I think. 
Um, or, or am I wrong in thinking that there is a, outside of Iris Hill, there is another, the old manor house? Did, uh, slightly down the hill away and in another hill there did is. Did we yeah, check that out? Yeah, yeah. It is, it is old and abandoned and empty. I'm wondering if that is a place to hole up or not. And if we had to would, hole up but didn't want to go. You well, could. We don't have anywhere else to go because the ship is gone, but like. That's, that's not true. We could, go to, we could go to we could go to Roni's house. Uh, Roni and we could Griff's go to house. the bookbinder. Thank you. The bookseller. <laughs> also, at this point, legitimately, there's probably so many empty houses that we could probably just find one. That yeah, is that's true. Almost certainly true. That they would have no idea that there's I mean, no connection I don't wanna, to this like, town has been tested. I don't want to bail and let people replenish. I always hate that plan, but um, I, I think but, but we need to have a plan for what else we need to do here before we are okay leaving. Tapping myself with the wand three times puts us like close to eight minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, do we want to I, look at anything else in like the Great I, Hall I really before we go? I wanted to kill the torso or the legs or I whatever. Understand. Like, I understand. Yeah. I really, really wanted to do that. But I'm afraid everything's in the basement with what's her name? Wendell I. Where will I? Where will I? And that's not great. No. <laughs> well, then, all right. How much longer do we as a group think we can stay? Let me get to the 10 minute mark and reevaluate. Well, is that too long for people? Well, here's the thing is they can fly. So what's the fastest speed yeah. flying can go 60. at? 60. I, I think you would assume if people flew directly down there, did some poking about and investigating and flew back, it might take them about 10 minutes to do that. Okay. I, I'm, I'm not asking you to, no, to tell no, us what the clock is. No, but, but I'm I, I, but like, like no, you're, you're, you're smart people. You know how big the town is. You saw how fast she was flying. Yeah. I would, you know, I think as you're sitting here, tap, 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 tap. I think you're thinking like, we probably have three minutes before we got to yeah, be out. We got a handful yeah, of minutes. Are we all agreed that that is, we have to be out. We're not going to face them. We're not going to do, we're, we want to so be that out means, So that means we get to nine minutes and we leave yeah because we've got to get so out we have one minute this. what can we do in one minute did we, we search the southern we have not searched room here you have not even been in it right, we oh. got i think i think we check that room and see if we can check the next room and then and then we go okay and if we if we run into something then we might just close the door and run and where do we run to to the nearest copse of trees mm-hmm. yeah stay off the main road get and out regroup and then we can figure out what we want to do okay you have the cops of trees that you hid in for the majority of the night before, waiting to see what they were going to do. Mm-hmm. What have we accomplished here? Can we just do a rundown? We killed the Tindalos Hound. We killed the Star Vampire. We killed the Topiary Guardians. We took the forty-five feet of rope. We took we uh-huh. took the treasure from the what we think of as <laughs> the, the trap fancy there. blue guys. Yeah. Set off the trap. Killed um, the Idus. Killed the Idus. You have explored all of the out, out structures except for you have not been up the stairs in the stable. You have not been in the hole in the stable. You have been in uh, two of the three rooms on the first floor of the mansion and one room total upstairs. Do we know what's in the southern room? Have we scouted we it? We didn't go all? up the stairs in the, in the stable because we were afraid it was going to be too loud. You just didn't go up. I don't know. Shit. Yeah. You were moving. You were you this was early in yeah. the search and you were like, get going, get going, going. We're not we don't see anybody, we don't hear anybody. Do but that could have been instead? that could have been legs. Yeah. But this but this could also be this legs. This could also be legs. Legs yeah. could be anywhere. You know that the southernmost 
room on the first floor of Iris Hill. I believe the beetle described it as being a giant room filled with books, and that's also where the trap door into the, the basement is. We got to check that. Yeah. We got. And you would that. know there's a, st- a set of stairs going up in that room from the beetle report. Let's 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 scout all, all out in, the southern. All in on the rest of the hall in the in the southern room. Yeah. Yeah. All right. That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> Roni takes point. He's dead. 24 out of 44 hit points. Give yourself another tap. We were talking All right. About another tap. All right. 30 out of 44. Or actually 30 out of 38 would be my max right now. Are we going to, as we're walking through the Great Hall, do a detect magic check? Sure. I don't know if I'm going to detect psychic significance in here. <laughs> as we go by the... Uh, the main doors, like over here near the bear rug, mm-hmm. uh, Roni will make sure that it is unlocked in case we need to bug out that way. Great. Perception? Yeah, give me a check. 22. Man, that's a terrible roll. And Dabs is detecting magic, is that right? Yes. All right, so the group makes its careful way down the greeting hall, passing dozens upon dozens of portraits in various artistic styles of generations worth of lolzes <laughs> with strangely weepy eyes, puffy lips, very intense stares, lots of drooling. Mm-hmm. Then you pass- even the portraits? Like they can't even- Yes. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> then you pass a string of marble busts of scholars from the Syncomacti School of Sciences including the names of several obviously academically renowned Lowell's ancestors who may have served at the school. The sculptures with the Lowell's names on their bases have been smashed against the floor. You pass a whole bunch of small town pastoral perspectives of Thrushmoor and a half dozen large paintings of the surrounding landscape, including one picture which seems to show the first settlers of Thrushmoor living in little clusters of huts on low hills hard at work to reclaim the surrounding land from the swamps. You can see the star Stella atop Crocus Hill, the star Stella atop Gladiolus Hill, and then it's, it's once you know, or suspect, but at this point, you as players know, right? There's a... Th- third fucking Stella. The painter of this image put Iris Hill like at the extreme left edge of the painting where it just kind of looks like and then the countryside goes on. Oh, but no, that's actually a hill. And then you can see the thin little edge of a star Stella painted in this like very, very old view of the town. If you didn't know what you were looking for, you'd never notice that there was a third Stella in this picture. There's statuettes. Can you see the people in the picture? Yeah. Is there anyone who might be the Briarstone witch? <laughs> well, the the like distance. Is there a prominent woman? Is there a prominent female figure? I think okay, the, distance the distance from, is too much. It's just a little too much. Yeah. Right? You see clusters of Dora's people. looking for it. I know, I know. <laughs> How about someone wearing rags, like slashing wildly at other people, <laughs> settlers and stuff? Oh my gosh. 
yeah, this is the kind of painting where I can see like if you had the time and you got the magnifying yeah, glass out and you like it. pour it over, it's like, oh, the detail on each of these individual little peasants. Oh my God, what the fuck is happening right there? Like, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's that kind of painting. Yeah, so, yeah. so you don't see it, but Johnny, yes, it's there to be seen. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. The audience sees it. The audience yes. sees so, it. Hieronius Bosch. Yes. yes. <laughs> oh, yes. Like, profoundly disturbing when you dig deep. Yeah. There's statuettes of dragons and giants and strange beasts of all kinds littering these shelves. Among them, a very poorly executed, as if by a child, <laughs> one foot tall, clay figurine of an elephant-legged, multi-mod, tentacled aberration. I'll take a dungeoneering check from those that are trained. Wow. I rolled a natural 20. That'd be a 28. Nice. That is a 28. So the two of you pass this child's sculpture of what seems to be the elder god, God. Shubnagurath, the black goat of the woods, the monstrous fertility deity said to have spawned a thousand young typically understood to exist as a roiling cloud of flesh and mist that constantly forms and absorbs hooves, mouths, eyes, tentacles, and other portions of anatomy. But like sometimes, you, you know, when, when, when the black goat of the woods has to be depicted in a stable form, sometimes depicted as sort of an elephant-legged, multi-mod, tentacled aberration, such that a child would make, yep, um, you if pass. a child was thinking goat, that's what they would carve. <laughs> yes, an elephant <laughs> with many mouths. If one were to reach out and touch this thing and flip it over, is there like a little child like RG, RG, BG, moles like four? Like, <laughs> like, is there anything like that? HPL four. Yes. Which lols is this going to be? <laughs> oh, which lols is it? HPL four? <laughs> It's just going to have like a three or a two or Sounds one. Like venereal disease. <laughs> uh, it says HL and there's a date and it would be 4636. So this is probably Hazards and Lowell's grandfather as a child, you would guess. By so a, the second? Uh, the... Oh, I'm sorry. No, this would be Hazerton's dad. The third. Yeah, the third. Um, Does any of this <laughs> stuff look expensive? Anything that we could grab and throw into a bag? You would assess this as something that would be worth more as a collection than as individual things, because enough of these things are... I, you know, so we it's, have to come back for it, is what you're saying? Yes, yeah. yeah. There's a uh, set on an ebony pedestal is a human skull marked with elaborate carvings of geometric shapes and lines. There are small worked garnets set in the teeth and a thin line of silver rings the eye sockets. You pass a whole bunch of porcelain and ceramic dishes, jugs, teapots, and vases, some of which are of excellent quality, most of which look very old, like they're from, it's like a historical collection of pottery from the Versex region over the centuries. And as Dabs is passing, this collection does get the faint glow 
of a magical aura coming out of a small ceramic vial. A faint conjuration aura. Huh. That's a 16 on the spellcraft check. Total? Yep. Eh. <laughs> no clue. What, what a ray roll. <laughs> All right, guys. <laughs> you roll spellcraft. But looking inside this small ceramic vial, you see contained within it a handful of very fine, very light, silvery, metallic dust. Radiating magic, but Dabs is uncertain of what it does. You want to take it? Let's take it. Grab it. Grab it. Grab it. Grab it. You move down, you move further down the hallway. Uh, Roni passes the front doors, unlocks them. You step over the bear, uh, the bearskin rug, which is not filled with rats or ants or bees. <laughs> It is, however, filled with beetles. Roll initiative! No, I'm kidding. Uh, You pass a whole bunch of worthless, bizarre, and grotesque souvenirs from across Ustalov and beyond. Coffee cups made from uncapped monkey skulls. Number one wizard. A stuffed three-eye bat. A multicolored, dyed, freshwater sponge. A mummified ogre's ear. You pass a battered shield bearing the device of... Mendev from the second Mendevian crusade. I'm going to need this list for the future. Looks like this shield belonged to a Fasimar Lowells, a cadet who died just beyond the northern border of Ustalov during the second crusade. Not not, not a magical shield. And then at the end of the hall, right next to the door that you know goes to that third room on this ground floor, there is what, as you were approaching, appeared to be a bizarre statue of some sort. And it, it you know, it's actually looks like a human man in a very fine, noble outfit, frozen in a shimmering field of amber, like hand outstretched, reaching for something, eyes kind of in horror. Give me a spellcraft check. Oh, well, they're gonna make get... clones out of him 300 years from now. <laughs> no. Dabwick doesn't know what the heck they're looking at. 22. Roni knows that he is looking at the victim of the sepia snake sigil spell. (laughs) Oh my god. This is so old school D&D. Wow. This is... Stupidest spell. It's so amazing. It's so amazing. So this is one of many kinds of spells that only exist to trap written material. Like these are placed inside tomes, books, spell books, or books that people don't want anybody to interfere with. When somebody going through this book reads this sigil, which is magically hidden inside the text, the sigil springs into being, transforming into a large sepia serpent that strikes the reader, and then if they uh, fail their save, they are trapped in an amber field of force where they do not age, breathe, grow hungry, sleep, or regain spells. They are preserved in a state of suspended animation. For how long? Days per level. Does this go back to oh my first gosh. edition? I, I mean, I yeah. remember this from the this is, this 80s. Is from, this is from, like, the box. This yeah. is from, God. like, the original. Amazing. Um, it's a real fun old school touch. So I think what this would do, though is start to put Roni in mind of this as a place where people trapping written material yeah. is a thing. Yeah. Yeah, so. Um, this frozen in stasis gentleman, any recognition of who they are? 
No, no. You would put the cut and style of his. Oh, give me a knowledge local check. Let's see if I shouldn't just tell you this. Let's see if you know this. <laughs> Ooh, that's a natural twenty for a uh, thirty-two. You know where this guy was born. Yeah, you're you're really up. Somehow, one of those rooms in Roni's brain contains the fashion scene of Absalom <laughs> last fall. Oh, I mean, Roni is nothing if not a bit of a peacock. <laughs> sure. Yes. Yes, it's true. It's true. So it is incredibly fine clothing from the largest and wealthiest city in the world in a very recent period of time of high fashion. And as you as you reach the end of this tour of bonkersness, you would you know you would assess the collection as probably being worth about four thousand gold pieces, if you could get it all to somewhere and to someone who would want to buy it, but it would be absolutely identifiable as the Lowell's family collection of stuff. Would you like some portraits of people drooling? <laughs> yes, yes, and remember, I don't. <laughs> It was a little while ago that we played this up, but remember there's also the one of baby Lowell's yeah. sitting with a kitten, at a, you know, just terrified, terrified out of his mind yeah. as they made him sit day after day with a kitten, and he's got uh, allurophobia. Like people at the worst moments of their lives. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man. This just makes Roni think that when uh, he sees Lowell's, he's somehow going to bring a cat with him. Just somehow, I will There's have one, a fucking cat. One yeah. Around outside the studio. Uh, all right, all right. So we have gathered around the door at the on the at the southern end of the east wall of this long hallway. Roni is right in front of it. Grip next to him. Dabs behind Roni. Dora a few feet back. The door is closed, and you want to give it a once over there, Rones. Oh yeah, that is a twenty-six. You find plus no oh, another four, so thirty. Yeah, you find no evidence of traps. It does not seem to be locked. What was that total? 30? 30. Yes. Oh, God. There's a faint, ever so faint, hint of crackly neon blue light coming through the bottom of the door. Like Countess Lowell's. Like exactly like Countess Lowell's. And with Roni catches sight of that like the the way it's flickering the specific color of it like this is this is it's like the hallmarks like you know that the thing that broke your brain is, is in behind this door is behind this door is what it feels like it's just like an immediate weight of of paranoia just sets in on Roni just fucking like right there, like on the other side of this door. We we got we gotta go. That that kind of kind of wolf. We have to enter. No, it it's the ghost. It's the thing. I know. We have to enter. She cannot be allowed to terrorize this place any longer. Rooney's gonna step back and get the wand and start tapping himself some more. <laughs> <laughs> as he as he gesticulates to if you think you can take this Roni go right back, ahead roll roll one more thing up everybody yep. seeing that Roni steps back and starts to heal himself again what do you do grip you're right there next to the door so when we saw it before do we think it's a 
It was a ghost or this was a projection? It was a living... Aberration. It was a living projection. It was not undead, but it was incorporeal. An aberration, as Johnny says. But does that mean there is a solid version of it somewhere? That is what... I think it was Dora that wrapped her head around the eldritch projection nature of this. Dora would think there's a fucking body somewhere because, like, this is not a dead person. This is someone who's traveling via, essentially, psychic projection. So you would know, you remember from the previous fight, you need magic weapons to hurt the projection. They will still only do half damage. She had these tentacles that had, you, you experienced with your actual physical selves, the 10-foot reach. You, I think, were maybe wondering if she maybe had 15-foot reach. I don't think we have fully proved that, but you were pondering that. It did charisma damage. Charisma damage, yeah. These tentacles went, like, right through your armor, right through your clothes, into your chest, and, like, just sucked some of your life energy out. I know how to hurt it now. Mm. All right, shall I open this fucking door, then? You got it. You got a potion to vanish? No. I've got a potion to vanish. I hand it to you. Thank you. Tablet casts guidance on Dora. Okay. Thank you. And Grip opens the door. Yes. 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 And uh, Dora is readying something. Yes. You know what it is, right? I know what it is, but it'll be fun for them to experience it. God, this works. I've got one more shield. I'm going to take my last shield extract. Here we go. Grip reaches over, opens the door, and the so the door opens into the next room, and the door just passes through the incorporeal form oh. of Namira Lowell's literally standing there with all of her tentacles waving on the other side of the door waiting for you to enter. Again, unwashed dress, filthy and fraying, split at places. She's in mourning. Her left eye is a goat's eye. Like the whole left side of her face is this thick, wet, mottled, throbbing and pulsing octopus flesh. She's got this incredibly long left pinky, tentacles bursting out of the front of her dress, incorporeal, like flickering in and out of existence. As the door opens, you hear this howl from beyond the veil. (laughs) And then what does Dora do? Dora thinks of all those pictures of the scared child with a kitten and the drooling idiots that are generationally lined up on the fucking wall. She summons all the contempt in her being and she whispers, thank you, Ray. As she summons the image of Ray freeing himself from the ectoplasmic prison that Bates trapped him in. Mm. Oh, damn. Oh. I know that's harsh, and I apologize to Johnny. I don't mean it to be no, no. harsh to Johnny, that's, but that's how it. Dora sees it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And she casts Purge Spirit. <laughs> oh, tell us about this. Purge Spirit rips away at the target's spiritual substance, scattering it over a wide area and hampering the target's ability to reform. Mm. Mm. I don't want to say anymore. <laughs> Unless it happens. Unless it works. Okay, is this subject to, uh, this is a save, I'm guessing. It is a will partial. Okay, let's see. And does Namira have spell resistance? Mama Lulz does not have spell resistance. All right, I'm making a will save. Come on. 15. 
fail. Okay. <laughs> she takes 27 points of damage. Whoa. She takes all of it. <laughs> Holy crap balls. And she's staggered. She is staggered for how long? One round. Staggered. Single move action or standard action each round, but not both. Sidora just did 1d6 damage per caster level on a successful throw that would have been halved and she wouldn't be staggered. It affects astrally projected creatures, Mm -hmm. ethereal creatures, Mm -hmm. haunts, incorporeal creatures, uh, mediums channeling a spirit, and phantoms. And at your discretion, anything else. Incorporeal creatures take full damage from purge spirit. It's amazing. So she's like. Very risky spell for a psychic to take because I don't get to prep spells. I'm stuck with this spell until I change it out. But the inclusion of haunts in the description (laughs) made this sort of the only choice for me. And And as we think about, like, the, you know, there's so many losses wrapped up in the loss of Ray, but one of the things is just like, you got shit for dealing with incorporeal things and you got shit for dealing with haunt, like all these things. It's like Dora's stepping up, channeling this memory of this of this friend, this dear, dear friend, and using the power of his memory to try to do some of the shit that Ray did. As you blast and pummel Namira Lowell's with 27 points of damage, everybody roll initiative. So I only have two, I only got to choose two uh, third level spells, both of which, one of which comes with Tima that I'll save for should I ever use it, and this one. Thank you. Uh, We'll go in order of closeness. Gripper. I got an eight. Hey, oh. Oh my God, look at our rolls. Dabs. Five. (laughs) Roni. Four. What the hell? Dora. Five. <laughs> I mean, Roni is totally screwed up about this. Yeah. Top of round one, the first to act, probably unsurprisingly, is Grip, because Grip is right there next to the lashing tentacles and the screaming, howling woman. And Grip, as you are five feet away and around the corner from this awful monstrosity, you are having, as is everyone, a brief almost out-of-body sensory experience where you are hearing this ghostly howl from beyond the veil of the creature right in front of you and also hearing, like, the floorboard-shaking screams of somebody, like, above you, higher up in the building. You can hear her screaming from two <laughs> locations now. She's upstairs somewhere. Like, kind of directly above you, maybe? <laughs> but Grip, you're up five feet away from this incorporeal monstrosity. What do you do? <sighs> well, I laugh. I laugh hysterically at this. This is the funniest, scariest thing he's seen all day. Um, it's been a day. Can I attack diagonally uh, where I am, or do I need to five-foot step. It, uh, she would have cover from where you're at right now. No, well, that's not good. Yeah, okay, I don't want to, I don't want to take the step because then I'm just, I'm blocking everybody else, so I'll, I will, I will see what happens with the cover. All right. Um, question. I am looking at the feat Vital Strike. Uh-huh. Uh, benefit. Uh, when you use the attack action, you can make one attack at your highest base attack bonus that deals additional, basically deals double damage. Close to it. Base damage. You roll it twice. Yeah. Um, does that mean 
I can only take one attack or that it only applies to the first attack? You can only make one attack. Okay. And the way the damage die doubles would be, like, say you were rolling 1d8 plus 5, you would roll 2d8 plus 5, not 2d8 plus 10. Right. You only double the actual die you roll. Gotcha. But yes, it's a lot, it gives you the ability to make up for the fact that you, can, you don't have a round's worth of full attack action. And extra damage is nice. It's something that's only going to take half, but it has to be magical. I think your fists. Are I am. Magical. My fistuses are magical. Um, we do. We did learn she's got some kind of dr going on. I don't think we figured it out, but you would remember that there was. Uh, she was hard to. <laughs> she was hard to damage. I can't decide if that's better than having a second attack or a third attack. Not as good. A third attack would be better, right? Yes. I'm gonna not power attack. Yeah, don't on a because I, I got cover. Um, but I'm gonna do bra- bra- brawler's <laughs> flurry for three attacks. Here we go. Attack one. Uh, Nineteen miss. Oh, that's a problem. You get what did I caught up on the corner of the doorway. So close. A second attack. Yeah. Uh, no, seventeen. No good. And then final attack. Come on. Come on. 28. Oh, that's a crit. A Ooh. confirmed crit on a 24 if she's subject if she's oh. subjected. So that was a natural 20? Yep. Back up with the 24? Back up with the 24. Critical hit. Yay! Yes! All right. How, does we it, we land so plus. few of these now. It's nice. Uh, for 13 points of damage. Oh, wow. So you're... Your magical fist slams into this non-existent form, makes brief contact with it somehow, supernaturally, a bunch of blast of damage shunts through her form. She only seems to take a scant, tiny little handful of that, but then she vanishes. And you hear wails of pain and fury from upstairs. Wow. Hmm. Fascinating. She's gone, but you hear upstairs <sighs> howling. We can't stop now. <laughs> we must pursue this. We're going to pursue it, head into the next room? Yep. All right, move your tokens to the next room as I set we, the space are up. Are we still in we're rounds? Not, are we, uh... I mean, my instinct is that we are still in rounds and that we would be taking advantage of the lack of time. You are trying to finish this fight yes. as quickly as, as possible. As efficiently as yeah. possible. Yeah, I buy that. I buy that. Let's stay in rounds for a little bit. All right. It's just, we'll take it back to Fort Hill, of course. Here we go. I hope that is a bonus for us. Uh, well, it'll be what <laughs> it it'll be. Like it, so, Grip, you could take a five-foot step just to end your turn up to get like a little bit closer. I'm going to just so I can see. Yeah. So Grip steps into the doorway, and we move on to Dabwick. Dabwick, you got a clear shot into this next room. Let me tell you what you see a little bit here. You're looking through this doorway into a very, very large, like, 25 feet by 30 or 40 feet library. Huge room lined with ceiling-high bookshelves laden with tomes, scrolls, 
scrolls, stacks of paper. The shelves are stuffed full, sagging under the weight of their contents. Piles and piles of books all over every single surface. There are a dozen amber-colored crystal lamps fixed to the walls, more lamps standing on two central tables and a desk. And then, uh, Dadwick, as you move into the room, you see right around the corner to the south there, there is indeed a flight of stairs heading up. But this is a huge, huge library filled not only uh, on the shelves with books, but all over the floors. The art of this room is fun. It sort of begins to capture a little bit of the chaos of it. But picture each of those individual books there on that art as a stack of, like, 50 books, like, leaning over and... uh, Uh, careening all over the place. And then there is, indeed, a giant Kadiran rug on the center of the eastern wall under which uh, your beetle friend found the trapdoor to the cellar. So, uh, Dab's heads in. Dab still has Blend, in effect, and the Cloak of Elvenkind and is going to try to stealthily enter to go up the stairs. So you can move at half speed? Yeah. So five, 10, 15. Double move. 20, double move. Give me a stealth check. 33. Got it. Dora, you're up next. You just saw Dabs slip into the shadows of the next room. This vanish potion only lasts for one round, so I'm not taking it yet, but it is in my hand. Okay. Five, 10. person the <laughs> <laughs> Dora, this this the sight yeah, of this room, this room is, is like, oh, I'm trying like the sensation of your brain having no memory of it, but your body instinctively knowing exactly where every single thing in this room is. You, you, you have as close to blind sense in this room as it's possible for someone without it to have. You know every single inch of this room and actually of every individual pile of books as though you as had I... been the person to place them there. Like you're your skin is just tingling with like spider sense like oh my god I know like I, I dreamed it yeah 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 it is like a deja vu with no memory wow that's so cool I just did a 30 foot move uh huh you're at the base of the stairs staring up <laughs> I, I cannot be the first person up the stairs I'll die immediately so I'm gonna be done Okay, any standard action you want to take? Or any you know, anything else you want to get to hand? I've got the Vanish Potion. Mm-hmm. I, I think I want to move and an action to... I want a whole turn to go... To take the potion and then go up the stairs, so... You can just wait. Just wait. Okay, Sorry, fair enough. Sorry, guys. I'm just not the person to be the first person up the stairs. Roni has stepped back seen Dora blast the shit out of this thing, and then the party is vanishing into the room from which the source of his madness came. Roni's up at the end of the round here. Roni uh, reaches into the um, handy haversack, pulls out the wand of invisibility, and taps Grip. Oh! Excellent! Grip is invisible. And takes a five-foot step. The two of you in the room, Dora and Dabs, give me a perception check. Don't forget that I can see invisibility. Thank you. Keep reminding me. 
I will. Dora? 18. And Dabs? 35. Okay. <laughs> so Dora's focused on other things. Dabs is moving at half speed, trying to stay hidden, not wanting to, you know, walk into something terrifying. Dabs is also the one who heard the fucking rats in the walls yeah. and the ceiling upstairs. So I think as you're getting close to a set of stairs here, I can just imagine Dabs going like, okay, now... It seems as though the upper floor was completely infested as Dabs is listening. Like, Dabs is hearing the faint sounds of rats in the walls here, but significantly less than in the north half of the building, as though maybe not quite enough to swarm down here. So Dabs is feeling like, okay, okay, maybe this is... Maybe this is better than going up the other stairs, for what it's worth. (laughs) Also... Devs' amazing halfling ears in uh, amidst the sound of an elderly woman screaming in pain and rage somewhere above you also hears what Dabs would think of as like the buckling and creaking of floorboards as though something huge is moving around like in the attic not second floor probably right above the floor above us. What a disaster this fucking place is. <laughs> this place is a fucking hot mess. Okay. That gets us to the top of round two. Gripper, you are invisible. You are. You have seen uh, half the party so far slip around the corner into this library. Hilarious. <laughs> Keeping it fun. Keeping it fun. I'm going to... So we want to... Is going upstairs the plan? Is that ultimately yeah. what we want to do? Yeah. All right. Well, I'm going to fucking do it then. Um, so Grip will be right behind you. One, promise. Five, ten. Uh, he's gonna slip past Dabs and Dora. So he's moved ten feet. Fifteen, twenty. I'm moving past you, Dora. Twenty. Yes. Twenty-five. I can tell you're a giant. Apple. Thirty gets me there. I see that. So as Grip goes up these stairs. He goes up a single flight to a landing at the top, which then turns right and around the corner and ends in a door that you would guess would lead to the main hallway of the second floor. So you're behind a closed door at the end of your double move, okay? Okay. Dabs, you're up next. I'm going to continue to stealthily go up the stairs. And if you're going to take a double move and follow grip, you'd end up like maybe... 10 feet behind him. Great. Great. That sounds like what I want to do. Dora? Rony, we're going up. And I'll <laughs> oh, follow. God. Rony is so far behind Grip now. <laughs> you are heading up, taking a double move? Yeah. Great. So you'll end up right behind... Where, where, I want to end up behind Dabs, I think. Great. So That's it'll be okay. Grip, uh, Space, Dabs, and Dora. Space. And space where Rony should be. With a roar of elderly fury, mm. you hear the sound of spell casting from upstairs. Rony, uh, you're... Do we, do we hear that, like, upstairs from where we are? So... Or on the level we're on? Grip, you That's hear funny. it above you. Okay. And, like, God. just a little bit to the east. This will make sense when I show you the next map. Okay. Rony, you're up. Can I make a check on that spellcraft? I wasn't sure if it's the sort of thing you had to like hear it and see it, or you if have you to see, you have to see it, see it too. Yeah, okay, yeah. so just hearing it, you don't know what it is. All yeah. right, fair enough. Um, but you know it's a spell, not a language you don't know. Yeah, you can you can tell that enough. Okay, I will tap myself with the wand and you follow. Love it. The, and as I do, I drop that dead wand of invisibility. Oh, oh wow. it served us well. It really it did. Has. It really it did. did. It really did. Pour one out for that wand of invisibility. It really did. 
So Bernie will end up at the base of the stairs right where Dora is now. Let me take you to a new map, my friends. Like every new map we see, I'm like, is this the map I die on? <laughs> yes. Is yeah. this is this the series of staircases that I die on? <laughs> oh. I'm making no oh, claims about this staircase. We are in a new stairwell. Oh, I'm not making any claims about this one. Uh, we, we, we might need, have to die we on need this. Daredevil one. in our party. Uh. <laughs> okay, I hate it here still, just so you know. Top of round three. Grip, you've reached this door at the top of the stairs. Everyone on this new map here? Yep. 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 The space at the top of the stairs was a little smaller than I remembered, so it's actually Grip, Dabs, Dora in succession, all in a nice lightning boltable line with Dory, uh, Dory, with Roni around the corner and down a few more stairs below. Grip, you're up, you're at a door. Ugh. Creaking, groaning overhead. You would peg it as coming from above the room to the east of you. Well. Roughly over here. Are you seeing a ping when I do this? Yes. Yeah, roughly over in that area. I I, I know that we're more, we we have been a listen at the door, check for traps kind of party, but I don't really know how to do any of that. So um, I'm going to open the door. You open the door, revealing a long, like just to the edge of your dark vision, I think. So it's like a 60-foot hallway with doors on both sides. There's a door immediately to the west, just 10 feet in front of you, then to the east, 5 feet in front of that, two more on the west wall as you head down, and you can see at the very, very far end of the hallway. Is that actually within your vision? Yeah. So you see this right here? Uh, That? Uh huh. That is a marble wash basin at the far end of the hall. Uh, I don't even think you need to make a perception check. You can see rats in it. <laughs> Neat. So it's a rat bath. Rat bath. <laughs> um. So obviously the creaking and groaning is above the room to the east. So there is 15, uh, 15 feet ahead down the hallway. There is a door that goes uh, it's on the right side to you, heads to the east. Long, <laughs> empty hallway with many doors. The hallway that you're describing, is that physically possible for it to be on top of this building? Yeah, because remember things have overhangs. Okay, I just yeah. want to make sure that it that it's not all of a sudden we're in some weird extra dimensional space. <laughs> oh no, but okay. that's a good reminder that yeah, the, the ground floor is smaller than the rest of the building. So yeah, as the, the further go, you go up, it, it will be, feel a little tardisy in that. Great. Where'd all the space come from? But it is overhanging. A little Baba Yaga. Yeah. Baba Yaga. Roni, do you want to look and listen to any of these doors, or do you want me to just start opening shit? Go. Okay. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? Grip's going in. We're going to because I'm not going to leave closed doors behind me. That's just a bad idea. So I'm going to open this fucking door here, the first one on the west. Oh, moving ten feet up. Oh, oh okay. Which which fucking room is this? <laughs> I'm totally unprepared. Let's do this. <laughs> Yeah, it's a good place to be. <laughs> it's fun. I mean, oh, oh, okay, okay, I mean, okay, if, okay. But, but, but before, before, <laughs> oh, this is a fun murder room. It is. Before, before you say that, are we looking to get out? Because this We're is looking to go- kill her. Then, oh, then maybe I shouldn't have opened this door. But um, I said I did, so I did. You're the laughing tyrant. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you're running down the hall laughing like a crazy person. And it is good policy not to leave closed doors behind us. Grip flings open a door while laughing. (laughs) 
to find the bedroom of a child with thick dust covering oh every surface in the room. Floor, furniture, little kid's bed, little kid's tea table. At, little girl's at, bed. Where, uh, no. No. This, like, you see the table where little Lowell, little Hazerton Lowell's was depicted sitting with the kitten that he was terrified <laughs> of. This seems like, like, you would immediately peg it as Hazerton Lowell's childhood bedroom that no one has been allowed to go into for. 50 years. Something like that. just throws open the door. <laughs> yes, flings it open. It just covered in dust. Absolutely no evidence of anybody entering this room at any time recently there, Grip. All right. Uh, Dabs, you're up. You see Grip staring, uh, laughing into a abandoned childhood bedroom. <laughs> Dabwick says, Hold up, Grip. Be careful. <laughs> Runs forward and uh, with a touch mm-hmm. casts shield other on Grip. Oh. And Grip has to put like the ring on or something, right? Yeah. Right. Oh, that's right. Thank you for the reminder. So Tell us how that works again. Right. So Dablick runs up to put a ring on your finger. A platinum <laughs> ring on your finger. <laughs> you game. And suddenly we are wed. He liked it. Oh, he liked it, so he Wait. put a ring on it. <laughs> yeah. Wait, Grip. Really I've got like something that. very important to ask you, and now seems like the perfect time. <laughs> so you gain a plus one deflection bonus to AC and a plus one resistance bonus to your saves. And additionally, the subject only takes half damage from all wounds and attacks that deal hit point damage. The amount of damage not taken by the warded creature is taken by Dabwick. Oh, interesting. Very fine. Thank you. All right, so Dabs moves up and puts a ring on it. Dora, you are up. <laughs> oh, why am I forever in the position of being the first one to go in a room? Um, I don't. I still don't want to. Well, I mean, you can just you can wait one more turn and then. Yeah. Or I'll you could just hold till the... after me. I'll hold till after Roni. Love it. You you hear some structural damage happening to the... So maybe we just have to wait for her to come to us. Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> you actually hear, like, steps breaking and walls shattering. Damn. Something... Oh, so scary. Something fucking huge is smashing its way down a set of stairs on the other side of the door that... I wish I had clairvoyance. <laughs> Right? You wish you had the uh, the team ability? So, Roni, I see uh, on the map you've moved up to the door there. (laughs) Is that a double move for you? That is a double move. Okay. Uh, Dora, you're up next. (laughs) Not any better. Oh, uh, and Roni, the rats at the end of the hall look agitated. The rats in the wash basin. And you're starting to see more little heads... Popping up in the wash basin as though they may be coming out of the It's like it's connected to the sun. Oh, God. Oh, God. This place is amazing. This place. Why why are they here? It's full of monsters. It's just full of monsters. Dora, you're up. I I moved. Oh, you moved into Hazerton Lowell's childhood bedroom. I did. Huh. It is icy cold in there. Like a haunt. 
It doesn't feel great. <laughs> Not great. Not, Not great, great, Dora. Dora. <laughs> What's a transom? <laughs> so I can either hang here <laughs> in the potential haunt or move further down the hall toward the rats or just stay where I am, where I was before. <laughs> so fucking awful. Oh. Well, I mean, I can almost see that door, so I'm going to stay where I am okay. right now okay. in the room with the ghost of the kid, I'm sure. Or the cat. <laughs> yeah, the Edgar Allan <laughs> Poe's black haunt, cat. Right? Yes, yeah. yes. The cold cat. <laughs> I have a means of dealing with haunts if I have to. Yeah, you do. You do. Could just the be a cold, uncomfortable kitty. room because no one's been in here in 50 years and they don't <laughs> put the fire on. Top of round four. Grip, you are up. You are adjacent to the door that leads to where uh, Hulk is smashing down a flight of stairs. Did you do anything to the door, Roni? Did you listen? I have not had time. Okay, you he, just, got, he just got there. Um, oh, and the two of you are invisible, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Dabs, you're alone in this hallway, as you can see rats swarming at the other end of it. But you can hear me giggling, yes. so you know I'm there. <laughs> so everything's okay. <laughs> um... What's your plan, Roni, for fuck's sake? Shut up. <laughs> okay, I'm glad we played well, that out, guys. Thanks. Yeah, this is going great. <laughs> I'm right. open the door. All right. Um, Grip's going to just take this turn to take a fucking feat. Um, <laughs> hearing hearing what he hears. Yes. Like, what the fuck is that? That sounds fantastic. So um, as he's laughing, his eyes roll into the back of his head, and he laughs, and he cracks his fucking neck, and oh, he God. takes the feet. Death or glory? <laughs> oh, what is this? Wow. Against a creature of size large or larger, uh-huh. you can make a single melee attack as a full round action with a plus four bonus on the attack roll, the damage roll, and any critical confirmation roll. Whoa. Oh, my God. Um, but. But. but <laughs> after I resolve the attack, the opponent I attack can spend an immediate action to make a single melee attack against me with the same bonus. Whoa. Whoa. Oh my god. Whoa. Okay, so you're taking a single feat this time. That sounds like death and glory. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to double up feats? Yeah, since I'm taking the whole turn. Might as well, right? Um, Let's go. Throw throw those uses away. Let's go with. I mean, actually, actually, no, I might not because I only have two left for today. Yeah, I, yeah. So that's, that's wise. Don't let me goad you into blowing I'm your gonna, resources. I'm going to hold on to that last one. So just that's that's my turn. I'm taking that feat. Love it. Dabs, you're up next. Right behind Grip. Oh. Right, but I see that the, um, the rats are interested in us, right? They are definitely beginning to swarm. Okay. Yeah, that's a huge problem. So I've got a... Um, masking a rat masking scent okay one use yeah. and i have uh, how does that work it sounds amazing one vial of alchemical substance changes a single person's scent to that of the masking creature scent for eight hours okay mm. so that would help me if i was going in alone alone but right. i also have alchemical pheromones which is a different thing okay and this um but i don't know if this would work against swarms oh Tell me about it. So, uh, can be smeared onto a surface or thrown as a splash weapon. Fills a five-foot radius with scent. Mm-hmm. Targeted type that enters the area must succeed at a DC 14 will save to be staggered for one round. Oh. 
When the target succeeds at or fails the saving throw, it becomes immune to the simple outcome of the pheromones for 24 hours. Yeah. Interesting. Mind affecting. Swarms are not immune to them. Yeah. Oh. That's cool. You want to try it? That's a great thing. So I'm going to toss one down the hall. <laughs> nice. And I just have to target a square, right? Yeah. Can I target that square right before the, just north 15, of that 15, door? 20, 25, 30. Is that too far? That's a 30-foot toss. You do that at a minus four. Okay. So if I just move it down 10 feet to there. If you want to... Yeah, yeah. So that'd be at a minus two to hit a, an AC of five <laughs> with a ranged attack. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Give me a give me a range attack roll. We'll do. <laughs> Make, sure do hit it. Make sure you don't hit Roni. Oh, shit. 14. You're good. All right. So I've marked with an X the area where the alchemical pheromones are. Okay. All right. I'm rolling a die 20. I'm rolling a die 20. Here we go. Oh. Smash. You hear the sound of wood just completely shattering in the next room, in the room right next to you, Roni, and the sound of some fucking giant-ass thing lumbering across floorboards in the next room. The whole, like, the weight of the floor is now (laughs) sinking and buckling underneath you in the next room. Roni, you're up. I'm gonna open the door. Roni opens the door. And that's the end of oh, 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 68. Oh, we'll pick it up next oh time. Oh my god. <laughs> Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes, along with additional music, composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. WTPK. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Two tags. Season good. two tag. <laughs>